Hi everyone, welcome to the Naku Mum, a podcast where we share the stories of um, New Zealand parents who have had babies in neonatal units all over the country. Today's episode, we have the lovely Lily joining us. Um, Lily is a mum of three. Her daughter Lucy is her eldest, and her Naku babes are twin boys, um, Alfred and Arlo. Um, Lily and I met way back at the beginning of like the very beginning of my pregnancy when I found out that I was potentially having twins and she just happened to pop up on my Instagram through I don't even know who it was through um but she just announced that she was having twins and so I was like okay please be my friend and help me um so she was like one of the first people I'd told that I was having twins and I'd never even spoken to her before um so ever since then we've obviously been quite close and you know shared the births of our babies together um unfortunately she lives down in Wellington and I'm um up in the Waikato so we're a bit far from each other but we are still twin sister wives um yeah I'm really excited for her to share her stories her um boys were born at 35 weeks um and they were diagnosed at birth with twin to twin transfusion syndrome uh which is quite common with identical twins mcdi twins um in the scheme of things but can be quite serious as well so i will let her explain more what it is um and how alfie and Aloe were diagnosed and what that meant for them um yeah so i'm really excited for you guys to hear what she has to say so let's get started all right um hi i'm lily clarisich and i'm a mom of three under three who are now no longer under three (laughs) um i have a six-year-old daughter and identical twin boys who are three and a half and, and your, your boys, boys were your Naku babes? babes? They were. My boys were uh, Naku babes. Um, they were born in Wellington. So we are situated down the lovely Wellington. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm originally from Australia. And my husband is a Kiwi, but I've been here for oh, coming up probably 12 years now. Wow. wow. So I guess I'm a Kiwi. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, my first pregnancy was pretty good. Um, Lucy was super easy. I really enjoyed being pregnant. Um, I just did whatever I wanted, mm-hmm. kind of went slow. I wasn't too bothered about anything. We never had any trouble. We just had a local midwife team who were fantastic. Um, it was first grandbaby for both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I hit 40 weeks and then I hit 41 weeks and then I hit <laughs> 41 and a half weeks and I was enormous and we booked our induction for 42 on the dot and which was a Friday and <laughs> I woke up on the Thursday morning about 2 a.m. and thought hey I don't feel very comfortable I'm going to go to the toilet and then I thought these feel like cramps. I'm going to go back to bed and try and get some sleep. 
And then at about 6 a.m. I said, I'm not getting any sleep. Um, my mum had flown over. She's in Australia. She'd flown over for the, the birth of the first grandchild. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm an only child as well. Um, so that was a bit exciting for her. Um, and so at about 6 o'clock I woke Alex up and I said, hey, I think this is it. He woke mum up and we spent the day hanging out at home. Um, I remember my midwife saying, we know when it's time to go to the hospital when the dad calls. So <laughs> by 11, I said, you're calling. I can speak fine, but you're calling. Um, and she said, okay, we'll meet you there. So we went in about 12. They gave me speed up drugs. Um, <clears throat> and then I was basically in labor for 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. It was posterior. So my lovely pregnancy was a horrific day um, <laughs> that ended in me getting about 40 minutes of trying to push her out before they yeah. took me to the OR. Um, then they said you can have a go at forceps and then a go at Vontus and that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, they ended up giving me two goes at forceps and they got her out <coughs> and she was totally fine. Um, and then I had a lovely long hemorrhage, mm. which was really lovely um, having the obstetrician probably elbow deep. <laughs> um, it was great, really wow. enjoyable. <laughs> um, and I clearly remember fading in and out as one of the anaesthetists said, everything looks good, you'll probably be able to have a vaginal birth for your next child. Yeah. yeah. And I said, can we just finish this one first? <laughs> um, and so was that my cycle didn't come back until 20 months postpartum with Lucy. Yeah. Um, yeah. On Christmas Day. It was really lovely. Uh-huh. What a what present. A present. <laughs> it was a lovely present. Um, and so we were kind of like, okay, well, if we're going to do it, we kind of want to speed along. Yeah. Um, and so we got – with Lucy, it took us about eight months um, to get pregnant. Yeah. And then it took about eight months again once my cycle got back. So the due dates of Lucy and baby number two were actually only about four days apart. So we came back and we went for our scan. And we had a little two-year-old doing colouring on the floor and um, popped the little, what's it called, the wand on my mm. bed. Um, and it just it was silence. <laughs> <laughs> just went. I don't think Alex really understood what he was looking at. Um, <laughs> I knew straight away. Like, it was very clear. Yeah. yeah. It was so clear that there were two of them. <laughs> Um, and the, the sonographer said, oh, you know, here's, here's a baby and then here's the other baby. <laughs> and there's two. <laughs> she said, oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. What do you mean? It's fine. I was like, okay, thanks. <laughs> and, then, and, and we were, you know, it, honestly, the rest of the pregnancy, I can't fault it. It was... Obviously, there was a lot more appointments. Yeah. yeah. Like, the boys were mono die, so they're identical. Yeah. Um, yeah. They shared a placenta, but they had separate um, membranes. So, did anyone warn you that because, because they were, because they were twins, twins and because, and because they, they were ID, they, they were quite high risk, risk um, that you were going to potentially have them early? Um, there wasn't a lot of chatter about it, to be honest, to start with. Mm. Obviously, they were like, okay, you know, twins, high risk, 
probably won't make 40 weeks, you know, all just mm. the normal chitter chatter. They're like, oh, full term is, you know, 37, 38 weeks. Yeah. Um, you'll have more scans. And then at like, I probably like our 10 or 12 week scan. The I met the hospital OB. Um, so I just went through the hospital, Wellington Hospital, rather than private. They, around the 10 or 12 week scan, they said, look, we've looked at your records. And because Lucy was small, and I said, mm. pardon? What do you mean Lucy was small? Like, oh, well, she was very small for 42 weeks. I said, well, that was never mentioned when we had her. How, how, how much did she weigh? She was 3.2 kilos. So she wasn't huge, but That's she wasn't little. That's that small. But I think they're going on her being 42 weeks, right? Yeah. yeah I guess. Yeah. Um, I was like, you never mentioned this before. And they're like, oh, well, she was, she was little. So we'll have to keep a good eye on the boys or the mm. twins at this point. I said, okay, yep, that's fine. So we were on, I don't know, like six-week scans for the first 20 weeks. Yeah. Um, um, and then we hit Christmas, 30 weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, somewhere between these two scans, I had another scan and the sonographer went over and was like, oh, um, what's that? And I was like, what do you mean, what's that? Um, it's, it's a third, third baby. baby. Well, she's, she's like, oh, what's this, 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 um, this is empty fluid area. I was like, excuse me, please, can you check that it is empty? <laughs> I really would like to know for sure that it's empty. Um, she said, well, I'm not, I'm not sure what it, it's, it's empty. I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> um, she was like, I'm not sure what it, what it is. It could have been a bleed. It could be a, a little bubble, extra sack thing. She just kind of skipped over that. Um, <laughs> so that was fun. That was a you know, little bump on the way. Um, and then we got the genders, mm-hmm. which was exciting. We knew obviously that it was identical, so they were going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, boys was a bit of a surprise. We were pretty thought we were going to have girls, all girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and then thirty weeks came Christmas. We <coughs> got to pick our induction date, uh, which we picked. I think it was thirty-seven weeks. And then we got to January, New Year. Everything going smoothly. I was on, I think, weekly scans by now. Yeah. Um, all at the hospital. And then the hospital got so busy that <clears throat> on my 34-week scan, it was 32-week 32, 32 scan, um, they just cancelled it. Mm-hmm. And the hospital OB called me and was like, no, no, this isn't right. They can't just cancel a 32-week identical twin scan. It just yeah. doesn't make sense. And the boys had been tracking great. They were no more than 50 grams difference ever. Yeah. And I can't remember what percentage they were in, but they were just, they were, you know, happy. But no one yeah, yeah. had a problem. Um, so they sent me across the road to Wellington Obstetrics, um, had my scan there, came home, must have been 34 weeks scan. And then that was on the Monday. And on the Thursday, Wednesday, no, Thursday, I got a call from the hospital saying, hey, look, um, we want you to come in for another scan. Um, we've just had some, the results come back from Wellington Obstetrics and we just want to check a few things out. Mm. Um, can you come in today? And so I was like, well, is this like urgent? Do I need to just like drop everything and run or can I organize childcare? Can I pick up my husband? Like what? They're like, um, yeah. you should probably just go get your husband and come straight to the hospital. Oh God. Like, oh, cool. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. All right. Um, so when we got him about an hour, I think we took, we went into, um, like the women's clinic. Um, mm-hmm. sat around there, so this was at like midday, sat around mm-hmm. there till about 4.30, so much of it urgent. Um, and then they it just kind of got really empty. 
like they'd taken us into, they'd admitted us into yeah. the clinic rooms. We weren't in the waiting area. <coughs> and um, they were like, oh, we're just closing up the clinic now, so we're going to move you upstairs. And I was like, oh, okay, so is there like a waiting room? Like what? Am I just going to get a scan or what's going to – oh, we're just going to pop you on delivery? What? what? I was like, pardon? Can you give me some more information? Like, oh, well, you know, like it's fine. We just don't have any, like, space, so we'll just pop you on the ward and then, then you know, we'll figure out what's going on. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Sounds super legit. Yeah, cool. Let's do that. Um, so we went up. They chucked me on the, the monitors and everything, um, you know, beeping away, having a good old gin wag. No problems there, I think 45 minutes or whatever the scan time is they do. Um, obstetrician came in and was like, look, I don't want to stress or anything. I've just run the numbers and looked at your scans and everything and Wellington Obstetrics had your dates wrong. Um, oh. So there's no need to panic as much as they were panicking. They thought you were, I don't know, a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks early or whatever. I was yeah. like, oh, cool, okay, so we're all good to go home. She's like, well... Yeah, but we're thinking we might just, we, you know, the scans have shown slow growth of baby B. Um, you know, they're both the same weight now. So we'll just bring your induction date forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, cool. So what are we thinking, like 36 weeks? She's like, um, we're thinking Monday. <laughs> and at this point, it's like Thursday evening. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah okay. That's really cool. I'm like, okay, so what, what, what's so significant about Monday? She's like, oh, well, you'll be 35 weeks then and we won't need to give you steroids. Mm-hmm. And um, we walked in and I, I remember just it was a big room and then I looked to the left and there were the two incubator beds, like the big, you know, I don't know what they're called. The big mm-hmm. beds. And one had, they just had post-it notes on them. One was twin A and twin B. Yeah. And I just, I, that was like kind of when reality hit. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, we're going to have babies like now. Yeah. Like they're going to be tiny and we're going to have babies like right now. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, I'm just looking at what I wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, there, so they put me in, <coughs> got me comfy, gave me a, um, what's the drug to start labor? Pitocin. Pitocin, yeah. Um, and then our obstetrician and our midwife turned up and were like, look, we haven't done a NICU tour. It's very likely now that this is what's going to happen. Can we go have a look? Yeah. And so we did the little tour. So shocking when it's so imminent. Yeah. Like, um, in hindsight, maybe we shouldn't have done it. Yeah. And so they took us around. They showed us, like, the milking room and the room-in room and the, <laughs> the snack room and the... <laughs> Oh, the what's it? The Wellington. It's called Little Miracles Trust now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, their little stall, all that kind of stuff, where I could put my milk and where the front desk was. And they didn't take us all the way around. Wellington Nikus are like a U shape. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so obviously, the further around the U you get, the darker the rooms are. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they kind of showed us the first down and a little bit to the left, but we never went all the way around. Obviously, they explained what that was for. And so I remember kind of leaning on the the front desk of Niku, mm-hmm. doing the, the sway as thing as I started to feel things kick off. And so we yeah. wandered back. Um, my mum bought all the knitting in the store <laughs> um, and then was trying to barter, I think, with 
how we could rent a pump. <laughs> um, and I said, I think we can wait a little bit before we do that. I think, I think we're okay. So we went, <laughs> we went back to the room, um, got all hooked up. Lucy came in. Alex's mum brought Lucy in. We had lunch, you know, he played with all my food and my ice chips. And, and I remember, I don't know what time it was, but everyone came in and had a look and a check. And because I missed so much of Lucy's birth, um, we had a family friend who's a, a professional photographer. I said, mm-hmm. Look, do you think she'd never done it before? But I said, do you think you would be keen to photograph the birth? Because I don't remember any of Lucy's and I'd really like to remember this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she, so she was there, which was a great, you know, also like a support for me, not necessarily mm-hmm. because she was there to do a job, but she was also a really close family friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so by this point, there's like eight people in. I say yes to all the teaching, you know, the, the student. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was gonna there's going to be so many people in here anyway. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. <laughs> What's, What's one, one more? more? <clears throat> so I think I had, you know, a couple of hospital midwives, my midwife, a student midwife, my mum, Alex's mum, Lucy was there. <laughs> OBs were in and out. And then at about four, I'd say, I, I remember looking at everyone and then looking at my mum and saying, I can't hide this anymore from Lucy. It's time yeah. to get her somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. So Alex's mum took her down to the Fana room and they had hot chocolates and it's all she ever talks about. <laughs> from there, I had an epidural. I was pretty mm-hmm. sure. I had one with Lucy and I said, you know what, I'm in. Hook me up. I want all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I wanted to do is I wanted to have it, like, test it and then get up and walk around. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, look, I want to, you know, make sure it's working, but then I want to just keep moving because with Lucy I was on my back yeah on my back I was on the toilet it just there was nothing was comfortable I wanted to be able to be mobile um so they hooked me up I lay back and I never got up (laughs) and I was I was you know what I was happy about it Mm. it was fine I had no problem with it um and so by this point I'm pooping on the table let's um let's be honest (laughs) I didn't know it was happening but it was happening um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so with the medical team, the, I think the only the only thing we talked about was the fact that I had hemorrhaged with Lucy. Um, yeah. And my medical team basically said, you know, because we know it happened and we're now prepared for it, it's not going to happen again. Because mm-hmm. we've, we've, you know, we've counted it. We've prepared for it. It's all going to be okay. Um, and then with Lucy, I'd ended up having to have a transfusion and a couple of bags of iron. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were like, look, we've got everything on stock, but we're not going to need it. It's going to be fine. <laughs> so I was optimism. Um, yeah, blindly faithful. It's going to be fine. And so by this point, there's I think about on between seventeen and twenty people in the room. Wow. Um, and I was thinking, this is a lot of people. <laughs> I think each baby had six or seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they just they just stood off to the side in this line. Um, and I wish we'd be able to get a photo, but they weren't keen for that but it just the look i think we've got a photo of all the feet yeah, yeah. and I, it was real really surreal the fact yeah they were just or they're all standing and waiting while my team did what they need to do yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so by this point i'm done with happening it's all it's all go and i think it was you know, half four quarter to five and um i said i'm ready to go i'm ready it is ready to happen yeah, yeah. do it and so i I was giving it a good old go. <laughs> my mum was up by my head. I don't know where Alex was. <laughs> um, it was a bit further down, I think. And I was like, it's 
I can feel everything, guys. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely everything. And I'm I'm pressing that button. My mum's pressing the button. We're all pressing the button. I said, I can feel absolutely everything that is happening. Mm. Um, I can feel my midwife in there doing the little V thing. I could feel absolutely everything. And so I remember looking up between my legs and there was my hospital OB and my midwife and they let my midwife probably do as much as possible. Um, And then I looked behind my obstetrician and there was one of the private obstetricians. So apparently, Mm -hmm. I didn't know this, but she has to look in on all twin births in the hospital. Mm. It was like the senior obstetrician. (laughs) And I remember just watching her closely. She just kind of, she stood there, stood back away from everything, just observing. Mm. Um, And my midwife was doing what she needed to do. And so baby A was on his way out. This was Alfred. Mm -hmm. Um, And from my memory, he, I can't remember now. Oh, he wasn't quite mm. ready to come out, and I they kind of sat me up and they tested my epidural mm. and the look that they gave my mum, who's furiously pressing this button, yeah, was like, oh, well, <laughs> never mind. We, we, we're past the point of fixing this. Um, so, so it just it hadn't, hadn't worked. worked. It had, there was a block. It had worked. They tested it. That's why I hadn't got off the bed. So it, it had worked, but it had right. somehow blocked. Yeah. Like just before the point when you really want it. Amazing. Amazing. Um, so I remember the physiotomy, thankfully, was better than the last one. Mm. Um, and out came Alfie. Reasonably easy from my mm-hmm. memory. I think I was pretty vocal. <laughs> um, and I got skin to skin, which I didn't really – I didn't get with Lucy because we're in the other yeah. Um So I got minimal or probably more with him than with Arlo. So a little bit of skin to skin with him. From my memory, Alex cut cord. He had a cry. I remember looking at him and being like, he's so pink. He's so healthy and bright and look at him. He's so full. Yeah. You know, I was really expecting like a lot more gauntness. Mm. Um, and so they took him away, did his, all his checks and everything, a little snow squishy thing. I just remember all that in the suction. Um, and then I remember my mum – Next to my mum on the table was a, a stack of towels, like those white hospital towels. Yeah. yeah. And I remember looking out of the corner of my eye and watching her just pulling one at a time onto the floor. Oh. And I was like, what is she doing? And then I could hear like a squelch. Oh. <clears throat> and so unbeknownst to me, I was, I was bloody hemorrhaging again. Oh. So Arla wasn't, wasn't born at this point. point. No, Arla wasn't born yet. So she, she's doing this and she's just trying to be real subtle about it. <laughs> um, so I'm watching them, and the obstetrician at the back of the room, the head obstetrician, I could just see her slowly like moving around a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little bit more this way, a little bit more that way. And then she was leaning in, she was saying a few things to the, to the obstetrician, the hospital obstetrician. Um, and then it was like four and a half, five minutes later, like a cough, <laughs> like a, the, the smallest push you can imagine. They just fly out of it. I know. So you got the person jumping on your belly to stop them from flipping, and yeah. the pressure of that, which I I don't really remember to be honest. And that was my head midwife who did yeah. this you know, the last three years. Um, she was great, and then honestly, it was like this limp little. 
I can't explain what he felt like. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. your yeah. boys were about the same size as Arlo. And it's just such a weird feeling. There's nothing mm. to them. Yeah. yeah. And so he, I got skin to skin, but he just, he looked like a, a sunken old man. Yeah. yeah. Like, I always described um, them as like little, little fish. fish. Wrinkly yeah, little like fish. Wrinkled and their so eyes are quite bulgy yeah, and they're like, like small Yeah. Beans. And they've got these tiny hats on, but their hats are just enormous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> stupid. <laughs> they just, it just, it was, the whole thing was just ridiculous. So at this point, stuff was hitting mm. off with Alfie, who I mm. who was first, who I thought was all good. Um, everyone kind of seemed he was all good and then started, started, you know, more hustle around his table and I'm there with Arlo on, on my chest thinking he doesn't look good. Mm. Why is no one taking him? Like why, why am I still holding this limp, like pale white baby? And then my mum cried, cried or anything? <coughs> I think he had. Yeah. yeah. From my memory, they both had done all the things they were supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was no urgency about it. And my mum later told me, she's like, I could have sworn he wasn't alive. Yeah. yeah. She said, that's all I could think about was the fact that I thought you were not holding a life, baby. Yeah. yeah. Especially, Especially compared, compared to, to Alfie. Alfie. <laughs> yeah. Compared to the chunk and the colour. And then when you saw them next to each other, it was so obvious how different they were. Yeah. yeah. So they ended up taking Arlo, wrapping him up, and he seemed to be awake and doing whatever he needed to do. And so Alex got, finally got to have a cuddle with a baby. Mm-hmm. But he had Arlo while things kept getting more with Alfie. Yeah. <laughs> and so I let them, you know, do whatever. Then I delivered the placenta. Um, at this point, Jay had taken over. Um, the, the head obstetrician had taken over. Yeah. Um, after kind of asking if the other obstetrician was okay. She'd taken over. Um, she'd given me the thumbs up. And I actually felt all right considering the state of the floor. Yeah. yeah. I felt like the birth for me was good. Like as much as you can say a birth is good. Yeah, yeah so especially compared to Lucy's Like compared to Lucy's, I was like, this is amazing. Mm. I did that. I just delivered twins. Like that's insane. Mm. Um, and so – Alex and Lucy, Alex went down and got Lucy and they waited outside because I said, she can't come in here. It's, it's too much. It's too graphic. And so they walked the boys down to the NICU doors. Um, mm-hmm. to me, Alex's mum and Lucy did that. And then I don't know about anywhere else, but Wellington Hospital, the midwives, the incoming midwives, so the private midwife or whatever, they're responsible for the cleanup of the room. Like not the sanitizing or anything, but the cleanup. And so <clears throat> they got everyone just cleared out. It was like mass exodus; just everyone disappeared, except for my team. And so they moved me onto another bed, cleaned me up, and this was all after Jay had whatever she'd done, but she'd stopped the bleeding. Yeah. yeah, stitched me up, and then I felt fantastic, exhausted but fantastic. Um, they, I got my my, my lemonade icy pole. The best thing in the entire world. <laughs> Honestly, so good. Um, and then we just kind of hung out for a bit, probably I want to say like 45 minutes to an hour. Mm. It, I don't think it was as long as I thought it was. Um, and they rigged it up 
so that they could wheel me down on the bed, which I don't think they do. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure how we kind of swung that one. Must have been quiet in Niku or something. <clears throat> to be able to fit a hospital bed into the room. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, yeah, within I think within the hour we managed to get down. My photographer friend was still there. Um, so, yeah, it must have been within the hour. So we went down. Lucy was with Alex's mum. And so my mum, Alex, me, and our friend uh, went in and we got to see the boys. And that first time you see them in those bloody incubators, mm. it's your heart, like, kind of leaves your body. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just there's nothing. You have no breath. There's nothing to, to feel. Yeah. yeah. These, like, tiny, tiny little things naked in a box. Yeah. yeah. With the little sunglasses on and the blue light and the CPAP and the noises. It's so much. Yeah. yeah. It, like, hits all your senses. senses. Like, every senses. The smell, the, just everything. Just, oh, crazy. Mm. Um, so we got to spend not a lot of time, a little bit of time with them. Um, and then we went back and everyone kind of dispersed. <clears throat> I remember Alex took Lucy home so she didn't feel kind of like we'd never been away from her. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he took her back to our house and both our mums were staying at the house. Um, he got her to bed, like did all nighttime stuff. And then, um, and so they calculated that I lost more blood this time. Yeah. yeah. But my body had prepared so much for it. I didn't need anything. Wow. My, I ended, I think I ended up day two or three with a, a quick bag of iron. Yeah. Yeah. Just so I felt better, but I didn't, I need any blood. Your body's, your body's like, like, let's, let's make, make my first radio. radio. Yeah, my body's like, let's make extra because we're going to get rid of it. <laughs> um, and so, <clears throat> so when we looked at all the different things that came up with the boys in the end, you know, they ended up being um, 500 grams difference mm-hmm. between the two of them. And at one point, mm-hmm, <laughs> 1.8 and I can't do that math, 2.3 yeah. kilos. That that's like half a body weight. Like that's yeah, yeah that's a lot. Um, and then the color difference. So one was the color of a tomato, and the other was pale as. Mm. Um, and the best they could come up with is they ended up actually having surprise twin to twin transfusion syndrome. Yeah. yeah. Um, they had said that it can happen at birth, and I was like, there's no way, in the space of 24 hours, you get 500 grams difference. Yeah. yeah, in weight. So it, it, either it was missed or, you know, you got that 20% difference in scans, right? And one yeah, so surely that just... <clears throat> when that ends up being 40% if you're looking at two babies. Yeah. Which is, you know, 500 grams. Really? Yeah. Um, and so that basically meant we had a donor and a recipient. So with mm-hmm. twin to twin, it's, it's only in shared placentas. My placenta was <laughs> enormous. <laughs> huge and then when you look at the cords one was this tiny little shriveled up rope and one was this thick meaty cord <laughs> it was very clear that one was getting everything and the other wasn't yeah um, so in twin to twin the recipient even though they look bigger and fuller they end up being the sicker baby Right. right. So Arlo was lacking in 
blood and nutrients and whatever, and he was jaundice. Yeah. But that could be easily made up. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, he could get that back really easily. Fatten him up, give him whatever you need to give him. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Alfie had so much heme iron in his body, the nutrient-dense blood, that his blood was so thick it could barely be pushed around his body. Wow. (laughs) And that's why he was so red. Yeah. And chunky, I guess. I mean, chunky in the way a 2.3 kilo baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, So I was going to say, so then, so they were on both on CPAP, both on UV light, both in the incubators, both with two tubes um, and both on, three-hour obs, mm-hmm. which included heel pricks every three hours. Oh, I know. <laughs> Pretty. It was, it, I think it was a lot to start with. Yeah. They, they came right, I mean, Arlo came right really quickly. Mm-hmm. I was just having a look. So we ended up being in Niku for 16 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the rooms obviously go by, like, in the alphabet. So A being your, your feeders and growers, you're about to leave. Yeah. yeah, you know, pretty health, healthy babies just trying to fatten up, and then it goes down. So we started in E, mm-hmm. E um, and then we were in there for a while. Um, so Alfie was our recipient, and Arla was our donor. Mm-hmm. Um, so Arla was off CPAP, I think, after two or three days, but stayed on high flow for a while. Um, <coughs> I was on the ward and then discharged after three days. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was pumping as much as I could, but I wasn't. I breastfed Lucy. I was still breastfeeding Lucy mm-hmm. when I went to labor. Um, and I had, I think I went in with like 50 mil of colostrum this time, which was great because they didn't eat anything. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I was pumping like religiously on the ward and getting nothing, mm-hmm. which was so shocking to me considering I was still feeding Lucy. Thing. And so obviously I was like panicking, right? Which makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Like, and there was like, like you've spoken with other people, there was no offer of donor milk. There was no offer of anything else at this point. Like they really? had, they had talked about not formula, but um, like the high nutrient milk. Yeah, yeah. that they can give the babies. They had talked about That's the one. Yeah. So they they'd mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, but it wasn't something we had to like look at just yet. Um, and so day three, I went home and I said, look, I just want to sit with Lucy and, and pump and just cuddle her and just try and relax. Yeah. I got home and I, it was the first thing I did with her. Um, she just sat next to me. She didn't do anything else. She just sat next to me. I got 80 mil off each side. Wow. wow. Just because I don't know, I was relaxed. I could see yeah. so that was, I was able to relax about that. Um, so we then had to balance a two year old or two and a half year old. And going into NICU, which is a lot of fun. (laughs) Um, So on day, just let me look, on day seven, I think, so a week in, Alfie came off CPAP. Um, Actually, I think he did that on day five, but then he went back on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So at this point, he's been on high flow. Alfie was off high flow. (coughs) He was in and out of. The, the UV lights, but he then ended up on a warming bed, you know, within the week. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was, he kind of filled his face out a little bit. He was doing a lot better. 
Um, but Alfie, yeah, Alfie was back and forward between the lights and CPAP with the little, the little glasses on and all that stuff mm. uh, for the first week. And then I think around day five, because then he went back on the CPAP, they couldn't figure out, like, why he, his um, stats kept dropping. <clears throat> and finally one of the um, pediatricians discovered he ended up having a hole in one of the linings of his lung. Wow. wow. So that's, like, why he wasn't able to hold on to the oxygen. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, well, what does that mean? Like, does he need surgery? He's so little. How does this all work? They're like, oh, no, we just give him an oral surfactant. I was like, what do you mean you give him an oral surfactant? He's like, it's just like a little, like, like sugary, I probably got messing up all the medical stuff, but <laughs> like a sugary oral liquid. And I was like, wait a second, so you're going to give my newborn, who's barely had any milk, a sugar syrup? <laughs> like, I don't understand. He's like, yeah, and then it, it kind of, like, lies over the lung and heals the hole. How does it get, though, if they're having an oral, how does it get to his lung? lung? I was like, I don't understand. He's like, it's, it's okay. It'll be fine. And it was. And it was. It, it did what it needed to do, whatever it was that they needed to do. <laughs> Honestly, I think they could have probably done anything. Mm. You know, you're in this thing and you're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Can you just make sure he's okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so at this point, he it was fixing his lung. They were both off the lights and on... Arlo was on a warming bed, and I think I got to breastfeed Arlo <coughs> for the first time on day three. Um, I felt like I was going to suffocate the poor kid. <laughs> You've seen the photos. I, I still remember you saying um, to me. The poor thing. Honestly, it was like the size of his body. <laughs> and he just went for it. He was in. He was, he was amazing. I've got a video of it, and it honestly it was just incredible. Yeah. Um, so he was good. He still had his uh, NG tube um, and both boys were had tubes until we left. Um, and then Alfie managed to get on the boob, I think, like, like day seven or day ten. Mm-hmm. The days are all just merged into one. Um, <clears throat> and on his first feed, I managed to tandem them, which was because that was like my one goal. I wanted yeah. to I thought if I had a second baby, I want to be able to tandem Lucy and the baby. And then Lucy turned two and I was like, oh, now that's going out the window. <laughs> um, and so that I got to tandem the boys, which was really cool. And they were still having tube top-ups and then moved on to bottle and tube top-ups, depending yeah. on. They weren't really good with the bottle. Um, at this point, I had filled the fridge. <laughs> then day 14 or 15, um, by this point, we'd moved down the rooms and I remember one shocking day we we came in to see them and they weren't in their room. Uh, they hadn't told you? No. And I was like, um, where are our babies? Like, oh, they're just down in this room. And at this point we were in like room C or something and they were down in room F. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, what's happened? And they were like, oh, no, no, don't worry. We just don't have lots of staff on at the moment. So we just – the staff took them with them to yeah. where they had to be next to a baby that need to stay in a room. Right. Like, oh, cool. Um, can we see them? Oh, yeah, we'll go get them because you can't go into that room. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about Niku besides the fact that I know people have differing opinions about how it's run. Mm. Um, Alex sings their praises. And to be fair, you know, we had some great staff. 
mm-hmm. um, really knew their stuff, really cared for us, really cared for our babies, educated us. Um, but also on the, the flip side, you know, it wasn't a super busy NICU when we were there. Yeah. It was on the cusp of COVID. So we just were there as restrictions were starting to come in. Like we saw signs going up saying, have you been to China? And we were like, yeah. Yeah. and then it was like, oh, you can only have one person per baby, even though the rules say you can have two per baby. Yeah. yeah. And then it was like, you can only have your written support person as the other person, the other baby. Yeah. yeah. You know, things started to creep in. And I think we were, I mean, I feel like I was quite vocal about saying, you know, we have two babies, so we can have four people in here. That's the rules. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. And by that point, it was like me and Alex and my mom and Lucy. And then they're like, oh, you can only have siblings, you know, during this time. Or you can only have siblings to do this, can only come in to do this time, you know, to do this thing. They can't touch the babies. Mm. You know, that was a big thing for Lucy. She couldn't touch them, even when they were in open cribs. Yeah. They were really hesitant about her touching them. Um, like Alex didn't get a cuddle from, I think, any baby until day three. So that's still weird to me because, like, Lucy lived with you. you. Yeah, I know. You were going going home home too. And my mum was living with us. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it was just, I don't want to, like, but it was just the bureaucracy of new rules and put everyone on the same page. And besides that, they were great. There's a call at any time. Obviously, we were balancing, so I'd go in, I'd, you know, get Lucy set up with breakfast and i go in in the morning for an hour and come back and then spend the day with Lucy, then go on at lunchtime when she was napping mm-hmm. to do cares and then come home and then Alex would come home, we'd have dinner with Lucy, put her to bed, and then we'd go in for three or four hours at night. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you know, from like, I don't know, 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. and then just cycle through that. Yeah. And um, so Alex decided to go back to work straight away. Yeah, what, what else is he going to do? And then take the time off when the boys finally came home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so that ended up being um, day 14 or 15. They said, they just came to us and said, oh, you can room in tonight. Mm-hmm. I was like, what, what does that mean? Like, what are you talking about? Oh, you can just come and stay in the rooms down the hall that we showed you on your induction. I was like, I was in labor. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember anything. <laughs> um, so you can come and do that. I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, Sure. And then, you know, like you said in your your chat, they do everything for you and then all yeah. of a sudden they don't. Yeah. yeah. And so we're rooming in. At this point we'd moved down to room A and the boys were in open cots and we were able to give them their first bath and everything. But we had help all the time mm-hmm. to do any of this stuff. Um, and so we went into this, the rooming in and Alex and I, let's make a, you know, let's make a date of it. We went and got like a whole bunch of lollies and ice cream and, just hung out. We did we the, same the same thing. thing. We, we got, got heaps, heaps of snacks. snacks. Yeah, just we just ate. It was only like one bed. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was like a super. What was a king single? Yeah. 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 Ours was, was the same. same. And then there was, was like a tiny little, little TV, TV that only had like, like three. three times. Times. We had a TV. We oh. had a black phone. <laughs> and every time we did something, we had to call it in. Yes, yes we had to do that too. But we were like four doors down from. The nurses station. Yeah. yeah. I was like, this is really weird that we have to be like, hello, this is Lily in room, whatever. I've just fed my baby 40 mils. Yeah. yeah. And changed happy. And they had went to do Yeah. And so day one in rooming in, 
Arlo yanked his tube, his NG tube out. I was like, well, that's... So they, they, they both, both still, still had tubes in them. They both had tubes and they were still both having bottle top-ups. Yeah. yeah. But they left the tubes in because they weren't 100% sure that that was enough. Okay. I think. Like, they were gaining and they were yeah. pretty healthy, like, for what they were. <laughs> and so... Day, yeah, night one, Arlo pulled his out. I'm like, oh, my God, what do we do? Panic. <laughs> like, he's pulled it out. Uh, I what do we do? We have to put it back in. And they're like, ah, oh, he's fine. We'll just leave it out and see how he goes. Yeah. yeah. And so we did that. First night was, was good. Felt weird calling up and reporting all the things. And then day two, they had their, the lady came and did their hearing checks. Yeah. yeah. Which, I don't know, the earphones are like the size of their heads. Yeah. It's weird yeah. Actually, how that works. Um, and then so yeah, that day we had, we were allowed to have someone come and visit. And so I had a friend whose, whose daughter had been in Niku. I, I don't know why I just felt she was like a newish friend, mm. uh, but I just felt that she got it mm. and I was comfortable with her seeing how, it, and knowing that she'd realized she'd know how it actually was. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, I don't know if it's a, I don't know, it's a weird, just this feeling I had. And it was great. And it was cathartic and uh, I felt less stressed. I didn't feel like I had to prove or show anything. It was, it was really, it was honestly really nice. And then, so that was our first visit. <coughs> Obviously my mom announced his mom had been there. Mm-hmm. And then night two was all good. And then that morning Alfie pulled his tube out. And I was like, oh, my God, I just gave him a tube feed, like, <laughs> last night. What, do we need to put this in? Are we going home? And they're like, oh, no, I think you guys did. How did, you, how did it feel last night? I was like, oh, what do you mean, how did it feel? It was terrifying. <laughs> I think the only big negative thing for me, and this is purely, like, a sentimental thing, is that when we moved up rooms, day five or whatever, mm. um, a set of one umbilical cord, one clip, one newborn hat, like the hat they put on them straight away, mm-hmm. um, and one set of glasses and, like, obs, stickers just disappeared. Oh. And I don't know whose it was. I yeah. don't know whose I've got. I could have a mix. They mm. just gave me two bags with different things in them with the boys' NHI numbers on them. Yeah. yeah, And some had this in it, so, and I, that really stuck with me. Like, I was like, yeah. how can, like, it's such a traumatic thing you're doing, and it's like, hell, here's a bag of some stuff. I'm not sure whose it is, but here you go. Yeah. yeah. Like, they tell us, you know, don't bring your own clothes in because the washing all goes out together. And I was like, oh, that all makes sense. That's fine. Like, we just dress them in Niku clothes. And and it was something that didn't really hit me till we got home when I was going through our bags and I was like, mm. wait a second, there's not identical stuff in these bags. Yeah. There's a mix. Whose is who? And and I just I broke down. I was like, this mm. is this is like the worst thing that could ever happen. Again, it's one of those things where you're already so limited with twin pregnancies as to what you can control. And then something is taken away from you. Yeah. So, like, that, I don't know, that was like my breaking point. Yeah. After two and a half weeks. Um, 
but we brought them home after two and a half weeks. Yeah. Um, Lucy came with us. It was they were so small. Mm-hmm. In this she brought them a toy. How, How much, much did they, they weigh? weigh? Um, so they both dropped, and I think Arlo dropped to like one point seven. And I can't for the life of me, I can't remember what they were when they came home. They had gained back over yeah. birth weight, I think. Um, still teeny though. Still so small. And I mean, like in hindsight, we were really lucky. Mm-hmm. Our journey was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we, they're both home, so there's that. Um, they're nuts now. Feels. <laughs> 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 you win again, though. <laughs> Um, so yeah we got we got home um my mum was here for oh i can't remember i want to say a couple days mm-hmm. and then her dog broke its achilles and so oh she, she had to fly home to, to sort that out she was like i'll go home i'll sort it out i'll come back um, and, then and, help and help you out and then and so the the I, I had a chat to Alex before we decided to have a talk, and he um he was happy for me to share that like the weeks probably not oh yeah from Niku times he just felt like he was parenting someone else's child yeah, yeah. like with he, the twins with the twins so mm-hmm. everything was fine with Lucy and he'd always proclaimed like to his friends and other other parents like. You know, don't worry if you're not bonding with the baby when it's in, you know, your wife's, your partner's tummy. Mm. As soon as you meet that child, you're going to fall in love with them and you're going to have this bonding experience. And he's like, I never thought I'd be a dad. And then I held her and it was just like this amazing thing. Mm. And he'd always said that. And then from the moment the boys are born, he basically said, I can't say that anymore. Mm. I, can't, I can't tell these other fathers this this thing I believe to be true, which I don't believe anymore. Um, and he just kind of was just going through the motions. And, yeah. you know, we'd lie in bed and chat and, you know, everyone's checking in on the mum and, how are you? How are you feeling? You know, yeah. do you have any, you know, do you feel hopeless or not the checklist, you know, they have, mm. you know, no one is checking in with the dads. Mm. Uh, and he, you know, finally, I think it must have been that same week, before lockdown we went into our doctor and he said look you know i i'm very aware that this isn't right that the feelings i'm having aren't right um you know it's blank there's nothing there i'm just going through the motions i'm just doing what i have to do to keep this thing alive yeah you know there's n- I, I don't feel anything and so i suppose you know, you know like, like, it's hard enough, enough. Us as mothers, as mothers, but, but we're, we're already bonded with the babies. Yeah, exactly. You know, through pregnancy, and like you say, it's not until after you give birth that the dad gets the opportunity to bond. And that he didn't get that. Yeah, I mean, there was no, here's your baby, have a cuddle, you know. Yeah. It was don't touch your baby. And only look at your baby to do this. And then if you get your baby, you have to give it to the mum so that the mum can feed the baby. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was just. I think it, it was just a lot mm-hmm. on top of a lot, you know. The, yeah. and the fact that we twins were not what we expected. 
And I feel like I got used to that and fell into that a lot quicker. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we, you know, that week before lockdown, we'd gone to our doctor and she'd given us the, the you know, the 0800 number for men's mental health. I don't know what, what it is. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, on Monday I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give him a call. I'm going to do it. Um, and in hindsight, lockdown was the best thing that ever happened to us. Yeah. He was, he couldn't escape to work. He couldn't, not that he's ever done that, but he, the, the option wasn't there. Yeah. He couldn't go out and do something else. He, so he, he was like forced to bond. Forced into, <laughs> and I know that's probably not going to work for everyone, right? No. But they're here and they're healthy. healthy. Yeah, they're healthy. They have minimal ongoing issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like, they're susceptible to, like, RSV and yeah. Yeah. cold and Arlo snores, like, nobody's business. Um, <laughs> the loudest sleeper in the entire world. <laughs> um, they don't wake each other up. It's great. Um, but, yeah, so recovery was so much better than Lucy. Like, I was mm-hmm. up and walking around within hours. Like, it was amazing. Your body knew what to do. It was so good. <laughs> um. And then the only thing else I have written down here um, <laughs> was that probably the only ongoing thing about like the twin to twin and Alfie being <coughs> sorry <coughs> Alfie being the recipient is that he's just got like track marks on his heels. Yeah, yeah. their notes are quite um, like all over the place with what happened and what it was, and I think there was a lot of like let's not label it. Yeah. yeah. But like all the symptoms are mm. there, so yeah. Mm-hmm. That's well, that. uh, thank, thank you for sharing your story. story. That's all right. It's it good was. to chat. It, it was. was. So yeah, that was Lily's story with her three beautiful little babes. Um, it was a bit of a long one, but she had so much to say, um, both about her pregnancy with Lucy and then her pregnancy with the twins and her obviously her NICO experience, but end of the day, yeah, again, 2020 can be super, super serious. So they were so lucky um, that they didn't really have any ongoing issues. Um, But yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will chat to you soon. Bye.